Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Kids telling the Christmas story is the best version of the Christmas story. I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. So, uh, hey, listen, we welcome all of you. Thank you so much for being with us at Transformation Church. And uh, man, let's just celebrate Jesus for a second. Let's give it up for him this morning. The reason we're all here. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And, and so uh, as we're getting ready to finish up the last part of our Twas the Night series and what was the last thing. So we talked about uh, in Twas the Night, there was a, a, an anticipation uh, for Jesus to come. Last week, we talked about the, that there was a celebration uh, that Jesus was coming. And then tonight, we want to talk to you about uh, creation. Uh, and that tonight we're, or today, we're going to talk about let creation sing. And so we're super pumped. Take your notes out. You should have got those on the way in the door. And how many guys have ever been uh, super excited about something, but then you felt a little underwhelmed after you got it? Where, where, anybody ever done that before? <laughs> right? How many guys have ever been ex- like looking forward to something and it didn't quite pan out the way you thought it was going to? Anybody? Right? So I went to eat. I went to meet one of our guys in the church this past week. And he said, man, I want to take you to Four Seasons downtown. You like food. I want to take you to Four Seasons. I said, I've never been to Four Seasons. He said, oh, okay. So he brought me down there. And um, so we we ordered. And as we were ordering, he said, "Uh, man, they have really good cheesecake here. And I was like, listen, if you know me, I'll stop. I'll stop everything like cheesecake. But I was like, man. He's, we started ordering the food, and I was like, all right. He's like, and they make banana Foster's cheesecake. Listen, I almost fell over right there in the restaurant. I'm not going to lie to you. I, was, I had to grab a hold of something. The girl in front of me, I grabbed her shoulder. I just, hold on. So, so I was like, man, I had already ordered my food. So I was like, man, I'll get some to go right now. I didn't really think I was going to get it to go. I was pretty confident I was going to eat there, but I didn't want him to judge me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I didn't, I didn't need that kind of pressure in my life. So I... I ordered the food. We got ready. I was like, man, I'm going to get some to go. Man, by the time I got done eating, because they had jambalaya. Come on, somebody. Listen, it was good, too. I know some of you New Orleans folks are already like, yeah, but was it, it was real. J- I know. Okay, I know. It was good. So they had jambalaya fried okra. Come on, somebody. Listen. They had gouda mac and cheese. Listen, yeah, listen. What time is it? We can go right after this. We're just going to. It's right next to downtown. We'll just go to the, the candlelight right after. Anyway, so. We ordered, we, I had ordered all the food, and, and uh, so I ate all of it, of course, um, because, well, that's what I do. So I, I ate the food, and, and I was, I, in my mind, I had told myself, I'm going to get a piece of banana Foster's to go. But by the time I finished my food, I wasn't really, like, I was just, I had kind of told myself, you don't need that much. Like, I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. We're getting there a little bit at a time. So I was like, you know what, I'm not going to get it. But an hour later, when I was sitting on my couch... I, the thought crossed my mind, you know, Four Seasons ain't that far away. <laughs> like, I could drive right now to Four Hold on, GPS, we're 20 minutes. All right, let's, no, I'm kidding, I didn't go. But I thought about it. And so I was, I was sitting there, and, and, and the idea, the excitement about what I thought was coming, but then the reality that it didn't get there kind of sat in. And I was a little disappointed. How many guys have ever looked forward to something and it didn't quite either get there or live up to the expectation? One more time, raise your hands, right? We've all experienced a little bit of, uh, uh, of disappointment. 
Because what happens is when we have a purpose in our mind for something, but then it turns out to be less than what we expected or a little underwhelming, we kind of get disappointed in what it was. But that may happen to areas of your life, but I'm here today and hopefully I want to encourage you today with this idea that it doesn't have to happen with your life. That areas of your life may let you down, but God doesn't have to let you down when it comes to what he's going to do with your life. Because today I want to declare to you some hope and I pray that it encourages your heart and by the end of this you can declare that it's time that we let creation sing. How many guys are ready to sing a new song for Jesus? Amen. How many guys are ready to go into 2019 celebrating him? Amen. So, so let creation sing. Take your notes out because there are a few areas where God has done some pretty amazing things in some empty places. And that day, my, I was not empty, but about an hour later, I felt like there was just enough room for some banana foster's cheesecake. But anyways, I'm going to go this week. Y'all going to see. So let's break down this list uh, of some areas that God created purpose through. Number one, God created purpose through an empty world. That Genesis 1 says that God spoke, and with his words, he created the universe. He spoke and put the sun, moon, and stars into place. That when he spoke, there was nothing, but he created something out of nothing. That when he spoke, that all of a sudden, the, he, he told wa water to separate and create the atmosphere. He spoke and land came. He spoke and then as he spoke, the birds flew and the fish swam. As he spoke, he created something out of an empty world. And then he created purpose through an empty womb. Through an empty womb. And this is where the Virgin Mary whose womb was empty, he saw where something was empty, but he saw an opportunity. And later we'll talk about why. So he created purpose through an empty womb. And then lastly, he created purpose through an empty tomb. Where Jesus, who was brought to us through an empty womb, left us with an empty tomb. But that empty tomb declared that Jesus had raised himself from the dead and therefore was triumphant over my sin and your sin. And therefore, death didn't have to hold us captive anymore. But there was a life that is available through Jesus today. And my hope, what I pray that you grab a hold of today, is the reason why we can sing isn't because our circumstances always get better. It's not because everything we want we get, just like Tremaine said earlier, but everything we need we have because we have Jesus. And when Jesus comes into our life, he gets to make things brand new. And we no longer have to live the life that we came from. We get to look forward to the purpose that he has for us. You may have lived in periods of emptiness up until now, but your purpose doesn't have to remain empty because he creates great purpose out of empty places. So, we want to give you these, these to you today, areas that God created. Number one, God created the universe to declare his glory. God created the universe to declare his glory. That when God spoke words and the universe was created, he did all of that so that it would all declare how marvelous and how good, how amazing God is. He created it all just to showcase his power. Matter of fact, Isaiah 6.3 says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty and the whole earth is full of what? Say that word with me. His glory. 
So the, and the angels gather around him and they sing, holy, holy, holy. And the whole earth is full of his glory. Why? Because as those birds fly, as those fish swim, as the antelope run and as the tigers chase them, come on, somebody, as, as all of that happens, as, as the deer go, as they go to the water, as every animal does what it does throughout nature, as every star sparkles, as the sun shines and the moon rotates, as the world spins at nothing but the voice of God in the atmosphere above us, protect, as all of those things happen, it all happens so that we would be marveled by how amazing God is. The whole earth declares and is full of his glory. Psalms 19.1 says the heavens declare the glory of God. That as we look into space, see down here in Pensacola, you got a little bit of it. So my, my buddies up north, they got nothing but smog and buildings. They can't see stars. But if you go out tonight and tonight, as we go out to the candlelight service at the, at the amphitheater, you're going to be able to look up and see stars that cover the sky. And when we look at those stars, we should be consumed by wonder of how amazing God is. See, when you think your life is an accident, you lose track of how great God is. When you think your life doesn't have purpose, you lose track of how good God is. But when you realize the same God that put the sun, moon, and stars into space knows your name, it changes how you look at God. So the heavens declare the glory of God. So much so that in the Bible, the, Jesus was walking with his disciples. And his disciples, could you imagine being someone that walked with Jesus? Could you, like, I would be so obnoxious. Like, I would love to be the one that walked in front of everyone else. But like, he's here, y'all. Like, I would do a Steve Harvey introduction. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Get up on your feet because Jesus is here, right? Like, I would just over the top if I, that's why he didn't let me do it though. I promise you, because I'd have been, I'd have made Peter and all of them look bad. But anyway, so I could imagine being one of the disciples walking in with Jesus. But just like that, it says that the disciples, they would declare the goodness of Jesus. They would declare the gospel. They would declare the good news. And as they would walk with him, and so much so that the Pharisees even came to Jesus and they're like, you got to get them to shut up. That's the Brad Livingston translation. That's not, I don't, that's not really the, the scripture. But it's, he says that you got to get them to be quiet. And Jesus responds to them in Luke 19.40. He even looks at them and says, listen, if they are silent, even the rocks will cry out on behalf of my name. In other words, you can't silence the goodness of God in the midst of creation because every rock, every boulder, every hill, every bit of water, every fish, every bird, everything, every star, every twinkle, every everything, the lights that are in this roof and the roof that's over us, the building we're in, all declares how great God is. The fact that you're breathing right now declares how good God is. Everything declares how good God is. That's why I get so consumed in my mind a little bit. I, I studied evolution for two years just so I could argue with people better. You know what I'm talking about? Like, and so I, I studied for two years and and I was even having a conversation this week with one of our young men, and we were just talking about evolution versus creation and just going through the whole thing. And I said, it's so funny. And, and this line from Propaganda probably says it best. But it says, how crazy is it, for some reason, folks find it illogical to think that a perfectly designed universe screams of a designer. 
that if the moon fell off axis by a degree, it would shift its rotation and eventually collide with the earth, therefore causing it to collide with other planets, therefore causing it to collide with the sun. But we just evolved, folks, so don't worry about it. No, listen to me. Hear me today. God created the universe to declare the marvel and glory and wonder of who he is. And can I tell you something? That same God knows your name. And so if you are feeling empty today, realize he does some pretty amazing things out of empty places. Next, God created you to reflect his glory. He created you to reflect his glory. So when he created the heavens to declare it, he created you to reflect it. So that when we would see you, we would see a reflection of God in you. Genesis 1.27 says this, So God created man in his own image. Can I tell you something? Listen to me. You carry the image of God with you. I'm going to say it again. You carry the image of God with you. That means as you walk and as you talk, you should be reflecting who God is. As you carry yourself, you reflect who God is. And I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your income level is. I don't care what you've come from. I don't care what your past looks like. I don't care what your struggles have been. I don't care how bad your rap sheet looks. It doesn't matter what, how, how big your house is. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. You reflect the glory of God. Therefore, you should walk different. You should talk different. You should stand different. You should proclaim different. You should feel different when you grab a hold of the truth that when God created you, he created you to reflect himself. I don't know about you, but that changes the way I feel about me. I already feel pretty good about me. You know what I'm saying? But when God created you, he looked at you and said, that's pretty good. Some of y'all need to look in the mirror and start telling yourself, that's pretty good. Some of you need to check the outfit first. Maybe I should change that. <laughs> that's not as good as I thought it was. Let me go. I'll be right back. No, that's, that's like when my wife, my wife, amazing, beautiful, when she walks in the room, <laughs> I'm like, that's good. When she walks in my room, I'm like, that's real good. Because my wife, I married way up, y'all, just so y'all know. I married way she's, she's running around here taking pictures because she's on our creative team. That's why she's not on the front row. She's serving here at TC, but she's beautiful. When I look at her, that's good. Some of, y'all, some of the wives are hudging, nudging, nudging husbands right now. See, you need to start telling me more often. Don't respond to that with what you want to say. Think about it for a second. Don't react. Respond. But anyway, so as we go towards God, when God looks at you, He's proud of you. He loves you. And he sent his son Jesus to save us, to declare, so that we can reflect how good God is. So the image that we carry is the image of God, the imago Dei that represents who God is. So we should carry ourselves different because we reflect his glory. And then lastly, Jesus came to restore his glory. God gave us Jesus to restore his glory. It's coming up on the screen in a second, I promise. There it is. God gave us Jesus to restore. Now, does that mean that his glory was ever lost? No. But it was lost to us. You see, I don't know about you, but I got a pretty crazy looking rap sheet of sin in, in my past. God chose to put me here 
but he let me go through some difficult times before I got here. And I praise God that he chose to bring me here. But I'm here to tell you today, there was a time in my life where I could not see how good God was. You see, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, when God first created man, they sinned. And when they sinned, every generation after them, they can't see. The Bible says that our eyes have been blinded to who God is. But deep down in our hearts, there's a desire for us all to know him. That's what he says. So we can't see how good God is, and we can't see his glory. Sin separated us from God, but God also knew that we need to be close to him because he created us to dwell and commune and to celebrate and to worship him. So God sent his son, not to restore God's glory, but to restore our vision of God's glory. And today, I'm here to tell you that some of you have found yourself far from God and you can't see his glory. When you look into the stars, you don't see how good God is. When you look around you, you don't reflect him. And for some of you, it's been circumstantial. Some of the things in your life have caused you so much pain that your vision is blurred. Some of you, maybe you're angry at God and your view of him is shattered. But I'm here to tell you today, that God gave us Jesus to restore us back to him. Ephesians 1, 5, and 6 says, God predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. You see, God gets the glory as the creator. God gets the glory because he made us. But I'm here to tell you today, one of the things that I'm marveling the most is the glory of God's grace. Had it not been for Jesus, I don't know where I would be. And today, maybe you're far from God. I'm here to let you know that Jesus went to the cross. When he went to the cross, he died there. But the reason he died there was because of the sin in our lives, my life and yours. Because of that sin, we were separated from God and we deserved an eternal death. But Jesus came and died on the cross so that all we would have to do is put our faith in him and declare that we're gonna live a life that follows after Jesus. So the Bible says we repent of our sins, which means we turn away, never to go back. And then we put our faith in Jesus that when he died on the cross, he paid for my sin. And through that and that alone, You can't do enough good things. You can't be a good enough person. Through that faith and that faith alone, that is how you obtain eternal life with Jesus. And I love marveling in the glory of God and his creation. I love seeing how the glory of God is reflected, but I can't wait to experience the glory of God for eternity with Jesus who paid the price for me. Now, how many guys are ready to meet him face to face? The baby in a manger became the savior on a cross and he's gonna be our king forever. Let's give it up one time this morning for Jesus. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I wanna pray with you this morning. So let's bow our heads in here. Father, we come to you and we thank you. We thank you for grace and we thank you for mercy. God, we're, we, we marvel 
in the glory of your name. God, we're surrounded, Lord. As the song says, creation consistently calls out to you and how good you are. The trees, the water, the fish, and the birds. God, the animals, creation consistently sings, even without words, of how great you are. And God, I pray that this morning, each one of us finds a new song, a new passion for you to sing how great you are. We thank you for it, God. If you're in this room today with everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed, you say, Pastor, I've tried living life my way for a while now, and I just hadn't gone anywhere. Maybe you've accomplished great things, but you feel like something's missing. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus desires that you would know him so much so that he even went to the cross so that you could be brought close to him. And today, that's the opportunity you have. So my invitation to you today is that you step in. Don't wait for 2019 to start something new. Some of you are gonna start it today. You're gonna give Jesus your everything and watch him make something amazing out of your life because he's great at creating purpose out of empty places. And today, if you say, that's me, Pastor, no matter where you are in your journey, you say, I need God to create something great out of an empty space in my heart. And I want him to do that today. If that's you, I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna point you out. I just wanna pray for you today. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right where you're at? Say, that's me, Pastor. I want God to start something. God bless you. Awesome, awesome. Once you put them up, you can put them down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Is there more? That says, that's me, Pastor. I want God to start something brand new. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes. I want God to do something brand new with my life. Tried it my way. I'm ready to try it your way. Maybe you're watching us online and you're saying, that's me, Pastor. I'm ready. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray a prayer together. This prayer doesn't make you saved. Going to church and doing all those things, that doesn't make you saved. Putting your faith in Jesus is what gets you there. But then after that, we get to live a life that follows after him. So let's pray a prayer together because we want to put words with what's happening in our heart. So the church is going to pray with you. So you're not praying by yourself. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose three days later through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I want to follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. TC, let's put our hands together for all those that prayed that pastor for the very first time. We celebrate with you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.